2: It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you
3: by Equifax, proud partner of your Atlanta United. The Home Depot, with more ways to help take on your home projects, delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. at the official wireless partner of Atlanta United. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. And Piedmont, an official health care provider of Atlanta United.
2: The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore.
3: On well, abbreviated version of the full-time report from Cincinnati, a 2-2 draw between Atlanta United and Cincinnati tonight, and it's uh, a similar script for Atlanta United as it was a week ago. A late goal by Andrew Gutman to secure a result. Not quite the same. It didn't come right at the death, and it wasn't to win But Guttman in the 83rd minute off an assist by Joseph Martinez finds the equalizer, scratches out a point for Atlanta United. And the more I reflect on it, Jason, I do agree that Atlanta United may be better in the run of play tonight, but it does feel like the draw is the just result considering how many big saves Rocco Rios-Novo had to make in this match tonight, too.
1: Yeah, look, both teams played their game atlanta had the possession atlanta had the flow of the game but cincinnati doesn't need that cincinnati looks for those moments where everything falls apart and capitalizes luciano acosta is so brilliant in those moments brandon vasquez has learned how to play in those moments he's a completely different player than we saw during his time in atlanta and frankly than we saw in his first two years here in cincinnati it's it's just a wild game where Atlanta could have won it and I would not have been surprised based off the way they played they could have lost it based off some of the mistakes and turnovers and bad spots the draw probably feels like the right result but where you are at this point in the table in this point in the season you've got to start turning some of these into wins and it's It's just the nature of 2022 for Atlanta United. You've got to start finding some wins
3: out of these games. It's the truth. I mean, again, you get a road point. You're happy about that. But the reality is Atlanta is 13th on the table right now as a result of the draw tonight. Now, they're only four points out of six. Yeah, that's also the reality. That's also the reality. And they have games in hand, or at least a game in hand, on some of the teams in the clump. But... Right now, looking at the table, Atlanta would have to pass six teams to get into the postseason. My point is, and I've been making it all week, you're going to have to win at least one road match, one more road match. You've got to do it. And, uh, you know, their next try will be Sunday in Columbus. I would assess that after Sunday in Columbus, uh, your remaining four road matches are going to be incredibly difficult. Anyhow, we'll get to that later in the week. The man of the match tonight brought to you by Heineken, I'm giving it to Rocco because Rocco Rios-Novo made a couple huge saves in the first half and then made two big saves in the second half. Point blank on a header by Brenner and then a save at the far post that he tipped off the post and out for a corner. If, obviously, Rocco does not make those saves, we're talking about a very different result tonight for Atlanta United.
1: Six saves in total, four from inside the 18, that one on Brenner, the one on Acosta, are, are both massive saves in very close opportunities for Cincinnati. He was smart with the ball. He had to concede possession a couple of times by playing it out for a throw. But that was the right play. And sometimes when, when you have a, a player like Rocco, who's so good with the ball at his feet, he'll try to play his way out of it and make it worse. I loved that he was smart enough to recognize he didn't have a play there, give it up, reset. He made the big saves when he needed to. Rocco Rios-Novo was massive for Atlanta United tonight.
3: Shot stopping at 80% over his last three matches. So Rocco Rios-Novo, the man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official healthcare partner of Atlanta United. Shots were 19-16 Atlanta. Shots on target, 8-6 Cincinnati. Possession, 61-39 Atlanta. Key passes, 16-10 Atlanta. Most of that in the first half. You almost never see this. The expected goals, exactly the same for each team. 1.37 for both. So both teams outperformed their expected goals tonight. Uh, some of the other stats uh, that might be significant, Atlanta United passed at 89% tonight. That's that's high even by Atlanta United standards. Yeah, against so one
1: pressing team, that's wild. Yeah,
3: and they won 52% of the duels, the... Corners were 9 6 Atlanta. So that's the statistical recap, brought to you by Piedmont, official healthcare partner of Atlanta United. Let's get to the highlights now. First 15 20 minutes of the match, all Atlanta. They hit woodwork twice, and in the middle of that span, where they hit the uh, the post and then later the crossbar, it's Tiago Almada in the 17th minute to give Atlanta United the 1 0 lead. Hernandez throws it into Moreno in the far corner. dribbles on Bomb Royale. Square now to Arusu, top of the 18th to Amada, shot, score! goal, Goal, And Atlanta United opens the scoring in the 17th minute.
1: It's great work by Moreno and Araujo and Ar- on the right side. Moreno drops it back to Araujo. He dribbles parallel to goal across the top of the 18 and plays a perfectly weighted ball to Tiago Almada that he could have controlled, he could have dribbled, he could have passed it to somebody else. He hits it first time with so much bend on it, no chance for Celentano to make
3: a save. Cincinnati, though, responds in the 28th minute as Brandon Vasquez scores for the 14th time this year. Thrown into Wobodeau. Bounces it down the middle right to Marcelino Moreno, who flicks to Parata, Parata then gives it away. Back heeled by Acosta, into the box. Vasquez dribbles, shoots, and scores. Brandon Vasquez scores against his former team, and we're back level in the 29th minute.
1: Parata at the top of the 18. He tries to play it across the face of his own penalty area to Goopman trying to force that. It's picked off, and then you're scrambling, and Vasquez buries it.
3: 1-1 at that point, and then in the 41st minute, a very poorly dealt with corner by Atlanta United from a defending standpoint, and it's Brenner making it 2-1 Cincinnati. Costa with his right arm in the air, sends it into the near post, headed by Parata, and then a shank shot by Cameron, and then it's blocked into the goal by Parata. Cincinnati scores to make it 2-1, very poorly defended by Atlanta United.
1: It's miscommunication on the initial service as Rios Novo goes for it, Parata heads it, That leaves Rios Novo stranded as he's trying to come back across. Parata also trying to scramble back, and it comes off of his body into the goal. No chance to keep that out. But initially, either Rios Novo has to be more vocal in calling for that or Parata has to concede it and let Rios Novo grab that if he heard him but didn't think he could get there.
3: Now, Cincinnati did have a couple chances at the kill shot early in the second half. They earned a couple corners. They had a couple attempts in the run of play. But slowly as the second half wound on, you could tell that Cincinnati was content to concede possession and trying to make it difficult for Atlanta United to find the equalizer. But finally, in the 83rd minute, they find the breakthrough, and this is the hot play of the match brought to you by Scanner. Mascara in the near corner. Take a touch now. Square to Sosa just outside the 18. Sosa gives it back now to Lennon on the near touch line. Mascara overlapping. Back to Sosa again outside the 18. Square to Goodman in the central channel. Goodman will slip it over to Almada. Almada pops it back inside the arc and rolls to Joseph. Ahead to Goodman. Enter the six. Shot. Score! Andrew Goodman has done it again with a clutch goal in the final 10 minutes to equalize.
1: So much great patience there in that play from Atlanta United. Ball's on the right side, it's kind of locked up and it didn't really look like they were gonna be able to find a way out of it, but Mosquera and Lennon and Sosa stuck with it. They're able to get it back across to the other side. Andrew Gutman charging forward. I don't know what his injury is, but he injured it on this play. He's charging forward, Joseph with a great ball to him, but you got to give Gootman so much credit because he stops his run. He's looking across the line of defenders and times it perfectly. Good ball from Joseph as well, but Gootman looks across, and they showed the replay here, and everybody got upset. But when you look at it, his playing parts of the body, not his hands, not from his bicep down, but his shoulder, and his body, that's onside. His arm, he's, he's like pointing out the pass to Joseph, like put it here, put it here. But you can't play it with that side. That's not offside. His bicep, his body were onside because he held his run. He was aware in the moment. Andrew Gutman, to be able to do that as a defender, have the game slow down in that moment where you're feeling the adrenaline, you're in an unfamiliar part of the pitch, and you take care of business by holding that run such a clutch play from Gutman and I don't know what happened I'm worried it's a hamstring it no. looked like it might have been a hamstring hopefully it's not a, a, a reoccurrence of the quad which That's was what out I'm for a longer about. period of time I yeah. thought he grabbed behind his leg not in front I'm hoping it's a hamstring and it's a shorter term, but we don't know yet and we probably won't know before we leave here
3: could also be a cramp yeah, but, it, I mean, it could be it, because it,
1: he's still getting back to fitness.
3: Yep, so uh, a lot of possibilities. The hot play of the match brought to you by Scanna. For over 20 years, Scanna Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. Atlanta United wants to remind you that for each Atlanta United clean Sheep this season, they'll donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total currently $8,000.
1: There's one more thing about that goal from Andrew Gutman that's really crazy is it was the 20,000th 20, 20, all-time goal in Major League Soccer history. That's a pretty momentous one to have that. It wasn't a, an own goal. It wasn't a crazy deflection. It's a good goal for the 20,000th goal it, since MLS started in
3: 1996. I don't know if any bookmakers in Europe are – had odds on that? I wish I uh, had uh, that an, <laughs> Andrew Goodman literally would have been 50,000 to 1. Oh, more than that. But, well, at, at some point, you, you just have to <laughs> call him a field player, and maybe the field gets like 350 to 1. I don't know. But oh. very, very long odds. But congratulations to Andrew Goodman. He's had clutch goals in back-to-back matches. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back. We'll take some comments from you, and we'll wrap up the full-time report. In a moment, as Atlanta United and Cincinnati played to a – Pulsating 2-2 draw on Sports Radio 92.9, the game.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Back with more Full-Time Report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
3: All right, back here in Cincinnati as uh, we wrap up an abbreviated version of the Full-Time Report. 2-2 Atlanta United in Cincinnati tonight. Uh, Jason and I, during the break, were doing some back-of-the-napkin math because there's now 10 matches to go for Atlanta United. They have 29 points. Typically, 48 points is the number you need to get to to get into the playoffs. It might be less, though, this year. I know the Atlanta United technical staff believes it will be less. It it could be 45 or 46 points. But just doing the the back-of-the-napkin math, Atlanta United is going to have to win their remaining five home games and get more road results um, in order to be right there. Now, I know they feel that if they win their remaining five home games and they draw their remaining five road games, not only will they be in, they feel like there's a good chance they'll be hosting. Yeah. And the reason why you have so many of these teams playing each other and you've got some big six-point matches coming up in September against Orlando and Toronto, that mm-hmm. and that's at home, and that now looks like a six-point match. Uh, and quite frankly, Wednesday against Red Bulls, to an extent, starts to look like a six-point match because Red Bulls have been very, very wobbly. Yeah, but, so let's run through the table really quick, just so people kind of know where things stand right now as we speak.
1: Philadelphia, six points clear at the top. New York City, Just lost late to Miami, which is not good for Atlanta United because Miami is one of the teams you're trying to climb over. Miami right now is in a playoff spot. An 84th-minute winner from Alejandro Pozuelo. Miami wins at home over New York City. So they're six points back. Montreal is playing right now. They are level, so they're on 41 points in the live table in third. Red Bulls on 37 in fourth. That's who comes to town on Wednesday. Columbus in fifth place, their level right now thirty four points. That's fifth place. Orlando and Miami are both on thirty three. As is New England. As is Cincinnati. That's six, seven, eight, nine. Chicago lost tonight. They're on thirty points. They're in tenth. Charlotte gonna kick off here in about thirty minutes in Los Angeles against LAFC. They're on twenty nine. Toronto's on twenty nine. Atlanta's on twenty nine. Charlotte has more wins than anybody else, nine of them, so they're in 11th. But Charlotte, Toronto, Atlanta all on 29, Chicago in 10th on 30, and then 33 is the bar not just to get in but to get to sixth, and there's four teams on 33.
3: Yeah, and again, you're going to play a lot of the teams Jason just listed. You're going to play Red Bulls. You're going to play Columbus. uh, You're going to play Toronto. I mean, these are all six-point matches. You play Toronto.
1: You play New England. New you England. play Orlando, you play, yeah, It's you play Columbus, you play Red Bulls. I mean, you're playing everybody in front of you and that you need to take care of. And D.C., you know, if Wayne Rooney finds a way to
3: make magic happen in the nation's capital, then maybe you got to worry about and that. And you also play at Portland, which is a team not in the Eastern Conference, obviously, but still an important road match. Let's take a couple questions and comments on Twitter. Shiva says, the goals we've given up this season have been the most frustrating I have ever seen. Does having Brad and Miles back next season really help this? Uh, I've seen
1: some more frustrating goals in my day. But, yes, it's very frustrating, some of these goals that have been conceded. And does it help? Yeah. I mean, you you have solidity there. And and more importantly, if you don't have them to start and then lose them and then have to make it up as you go with what your defensive shape is. I mean, look, out of who started tonight in a – Pretty creative, I thought, setup from Gonzalo Pineda and this team. Alan Franco's the only guy left who hasn't had a serious injury this season. Andrew Gutman came back from one. Barata wasn't even here to start the season. Rocco Rios Novo wasn't even here to start the season. Aiden McFadden came on at the end. He wasn't with the team to start the season. Ronald Hernandez missed a lot of time and finally came back. Brooks Lennon is finally back. I mean, that's the nature of it. When you don't have that continuity – you have the mistakes like that pass from Parata to Goopman that is a turnover. And Parata has been rock solid since he got here. He didn't have a great night. It happens, and especially when you're talking about a player who was a reserve at Tigres, came here for an opportunity, has made the most of it so far, but he hasn't played games like this on a regular basis at any point in his career it's been play maybe sit for a few weeks maybe get a, a sub appearance like it's never been game after game 90 minutes after 90 minutes under this kind of pressure he's learning how to deal with it too abby
3: Schiffman says i think joseph martinez needed to be more selfish at the end there maybe he's not confident in himself
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened on that sequence that Dwyer played it through. It's a great ball from Dom Dwyer. Right angle to the left side of Joseph. It gives him the opportunity to hit that left-footed curling shot that we've seen so many times or drive into the 18. And Joseph pulled up and tried to cut it back against the grain. Dwyer doesn't need to be making that 40-yard run because he's played Joseph in. And when you play in, your your guy, your leading goal scorer, you expect him to go to goal, and that's what everybody did. I don't know why Joseph cut it back. I, I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know if, if it's, you know, the the pace isn't there. I, I don't know it what it is. It could just be a
3: physical limitation right now.
1: We, and we don't know, yeah. and, and and it's, it's shocking because I did not expect. We've seen that kind of ball played into Joseph so many times since he came to Atlanta, and we've seen that ball end up in the back of the net so many times or forcing a big save to not even see the shot taken was shocking for me I I didn't expect to see that and you just have to figure out what is going to give this team the best you know way forward now is it Dom Dwyer playing more minutes being a little bit higher up in the rotation is it rolling with Cisneros as much as you can get out of him or is it finding another
3: way to get players into the final third uh, We didn't really get too many additional comments from there, so I'm going to have a little fun with you oh, as no. we say goodnight. So, Gutman gets the 20,000th goal in league history uh-huh. tonight. You know who had the first goal in league history, right? Yes, Eric Winalda. Okay. Do you know who had the 1,000th? Oh, no, I have no idea. What year was it? 97. 97? Former U.S. Men's National Team. I will guess Roy Lassiter. Good guess. Thomas Dooley. Okay. Okay. Uh, would you have a guess on who had the 10,000th? It happened in 2013, someone who played for Vancouver. 2013 Vancouver. I will go
1: with, man, 2013 Vancouver. I think tough. they're in some dark ages. Yeah, tough. Uh,
3: Freddie Montero. That's a good guess, too. No, it was Jordan Harvey. Ah. Uh, but what's interesting is uh, – That's a th- left back, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> a little parallel there, right? So, what's interesting, though, is the 7,000th career or 7,000th goal in <laughs> league history, 2009. Chris Wondolowski. Yeah. Who was in okay. this league. Uh, I expect to see this. And then like Wando had there. the 11,000th oh, wow. goal in MLS history. <laughs> uh, if you're wondering, the 19,000th was last season, Jonathan Lewis – Colorado okay. okay uh the 18,000th with Jonathan Bell of New England that he that would was not have been, been on my season. list
1: that's the the least likely of anybody you've mentioned
3: 17,000th was Diego Rossi you'd, you'd probably you, expect that's that a safe one uh Ilsenio the super sub from oh. Philly had the 16,000th and the 15,000th was Alexander Katai uh that oh. was in 2018 for Chicago Fire
1: yeah Jonathan Bell's the one that's the most shocking there, but a lot of defensive players worked their way into that list. That's funny.
3: Yeah, it is really funny. Uh, And a lot of very, very famous names in this league, like Brian Ching had a really, really great MLS career. Obviously, Josie Altador, Sebastian Jovinko was on this list. He had number 12,000. So, Andrew Goodman going into some really good company tonight. And I I asked you because I wasn't really watching. I was watching for the offside flag and – watching the AR, uh, he, he, I think, snapped out of it at the last minute that, oh, wait, this is against my former team. I have to be a little bit careful about celebrating, although, quite frankly, a goal of this magnitude, I don't think anyone would have taken issue with.
1: No, he handled it the right way because he scored it and he peeled off to the left, and, and then, like, he kind of, like, as players ran to him, he kind of put his head down and started back to midfield. Uh, we, we had a chance to talk to Andrew yesterday b- before the trip, and he talked about the respect that he has for Cincinnati. He said, you know, there, there's you know nobody in Cincinnati that he would have anything bad to say about. Had a good time here. They gave him his really his first opportunity on a regular basis at this level. He learned a lot from his time here. So I, I think he had a lot of love for the club and was very excited about the goal, but, yeah, handled it like a pro, like we know Andrew Goopman is. I'm just waiting to hear an injury update. That's my biggest concern now because he had just come back. Playing as a a left center back took a little pressure off of him running up and down the field, but Andrew Goodman's
2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Have overextended himself, and, and we might not see Andrew for a minute.
3: And uh, another one of his former teams coming up on Wednesday, New York Red Bulls team that's very wobbly. All of a sudden, home loss, clean sheet loss tonight to Orlando, one 0 uh, So they are really struggling now. And you know, conversely, you could say the Red Bulls could be feeling a lot of pressure coming into Atlanta on Wednesday. They
1: are. They've lost three in a row at home, which is wild. That hasn't happened in maybe a decade at Red Bull Arena. They haven't scored in two, and in some of the losses they've had in the last month or so, they've given up a lot of goals. They gave up five to Orlando in the Open Cup semifinal. They gave up five at home to Colorado. It's all over the place for the Red Bulls right now, but it's at this point it's on both sides. They have fixed the defense a little bit. They, they got a clean sheet against D.C. I don't know how much that really means. They only gave up one to Orlando tonight, but they haven't scored in two. And it's just kind of all over the place. And Gerhard Struber and some of his comments after matches has been very frustrated with the effort he's seeing. And that's been a consistent thread. So what are they going to have picking themselves up off the mat to come to Atlanta on short rest to face Atlanta United? Who The, the question is going to be what the feeling is for Atlanta United coming out of the locker room here in Cincinnati – getting onto the training pitch back in Marietta, is it should have had three in this game? Or is it, hey, we fought back on the road, tough game. We found a way to get something out of it. Let's build on it. I don't know what the mentality is going to be. And with the the leadership, you know, influx with guys hurt, with with veterans out, it's very interesting to see who grabs this team kind of by the back of the neck and drags them forward into Wednesday and says, hey – we're on the right track. We have to continue to build on yeah. it. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, I almost wonder, because his name has come up multiple times. Even Gonzalo Pineda mentioned it. We talk about guys who've started to become more vocal. I wonder if Santiago Sosa, after the night he had, is the one who kind of grabs this group and says, look, play me by myself. Get the attackers on. I don't care. I'm
3: going to handle it. And you guys follow me. I, I wonder if he's got that in him. Yeah. Well, again, young. And, and the other thing, too, just looking at the big picture, as I said earlier, Atlanta United, their last six matches, they've only lost one of them, and they have a couple results on the road. So, uh, things seem to be trending in the right direction, but they're starting to run out of time. Gotta you have get to find wins. what you can build on
1: at this point. And, and getting something out of this, only losing one and six, like these kinds of things are things you can grab onto and try to pull yourself up. Who's going to grab onto it is the question.
3: Okay, uh, Jason and I will be with you Wednesday night, 7 o'clock for Mercedes-Benz Stadium for the Five Stripes Countdown, 7.30 the kickoff, Atlanta United at New York Red Bulls. For our producer, Dylan Matthews, and for Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. Atlanta United-Cincinnati play to a 2-2 draw tonight. We'll see you on Wednesday on Sports Radio 92.9, the game.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.